0: Hi, welcome back to another hour with Crowder with me, your host, Crowder. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. If you're already a subscriber, go ahead and ding the bell so that you can get all of my latest podcast interviews every Tuesday. Today, back solo dolo on you holos. (laughs) No, but seriously, um, it's probably going to be a really short episode today. I, I have to move and I have a meeting and all of this other crazy stuff, but your girl is getting some exposure. I'm going to be on Dallas Ebonics tomorrow doing some, um, just doing some like a podcast with them about black issues, about how we can fight back as a community. And we don't mean like a community as like just black people. We mean Latinos. We mean indigenous people. We mean everybody that is against this horrific system. I mean, y'all seen what Biden doing out there, bumming people, you know. I don't have a lot of information on that. I see that y'all was getting kind of like, "Who she about to talk about that. Nope, I'm not. I don't have enough information, and I don't like putting my foot in my mouth. I'm a Virgo. I don't like being wrong. I don't like being wrong. Y'all going to have to hit me up next episode for that. But I do have a couple of um things that I want to say. Regarding to my podcast, I wanted to do this last, but I want to go ahead and get this out the way first. I just feel like with my podcast I have had so many changes. If you've been following me on my fan page in Outward Crowder or my Twitter page or now my TikTok page or any of those social media platforms, you've seen the changes from the quality of it, from my style, from me being more loose in my episodes and the only thing that I want to tell people is be patient with creators, especially new creators. Like, we're just figuring everything out. We don't know. You don't know until you know. I mean, I, my, my podcast equipment, the audio equipment alone was over $2,000. Yeah, that sucks because I see people with, with audio equipment that cost less than 500 and here I did, went and paid 2000 for it for something that I could have paid 500 for and got a, even an equal or better quality. And the reason why I say be patient with us creators is because we're figuring out it along the way. Just enjoy the ride with us. I mean, I was just thinking about this in my truck as I was driving that I've went through so many changes in this podcast from hiring people to firing people, from bringing people on to taking people off the um payroll. And it's just been such a crazy ass journey. And I've just noticed that honestly people don't support you. People don't support the hustle that you do. Me, I'm a conversationalist. I, I don't want to put myself in the journalist realm because The journalist realm requires you to do extensive research. I do research on my guests, but it's not to dig up something on them. It's just to pretty much, you know, dig into their life so that I can generate non-general questions. I hate a, so how did you start this up type of ass interview. Like, they could have found that shit on Google. Ask them some in-depth questions. That's why I research my guests and this is no shade to anyone or any of my guests or just any potential guests, but it does bother me when people don't, A, show up on time because I guarantee you if Steve Harvey, if Vlad TV don't understand why nigga's still going on his show, (laughs) you know, he's definitely the police, but if you did Vlad TV, you did Adam 21, you did Steve Harvey. You did The View. You would be there on time, but because I'm just some small-time Dallas podcast, you show up when you want to, you say what you want to, and you just—I don't—I don't know. It just seems like it's a lack of respect, and whether you're a big podcast or a bo- or a small podcast or, um someone that's just getting in the game, or someone that's been in the game or in the, in the, and is a vet. I should have the same respect as the person that is the vet because in the words of Erica Baidu, I'm an artist. Or uh, I'll twist it a little bit. I'm a creator, and I'm sensitive about my shit. People don't understand how much work creators put into their work you know an artist they have to buy um just say you're a painter you got to buy the paint you got to buy the canvas you got to generate the the image in your head then you have to put it on paper then you sell it and then you got some asshole talking about 25 bucks when you just spent over 25 bucks just to paint this shit well that's how I feel about my podcast i just told y'all that i spent $2000 on my audio equipment alone my audio equipment alone that's not including the art that you see behind me the sound panels in this room the curtains to keep the lights out so that I could have this good quality light the high quality cameras canon you know yeah yeah I don't know how much I put into this and it's just a major form of disrespect and I'm not bitching don't take this as bitching I'm just venting because this is my podcast and now we're crowder so, it's now with myself for today because, you know, I don't it's not that I don't have any guests, but I just have to move and go to a meeting and do all that stuff. I mean, we're going to get um guests back and actually I'm filming tomorrow with guests, some actually great guests, with great questions. <coughs> Excuse me. Great questions and it's going to be a great time. But back to my point is that y'all don't know how much we put into this. When people don't show up to my podcast or they decide that something came up, and I say that very loosely in quotations because you know that something came up before you even accepted the, the invitation to come to my podcast. But whatever, life happens. You know, flat tires happen. Babies get sick happen. Having to go into work happens. You know, especially if you own a business, which is primarily who I interview is business entrepreneurs. But when you don't show up, it does do something. I stay up night and day generating these questions, researching backgrounds, and coming up with non-generic questions that you can't find on Google, all for it to be in vain because something came up. And I just want the community, not the black community, just the community altogether to stop doing that shit. Respect creators. We put a lot into our work, bro. And that shit's not to be played around with. We put our blood, sweat, and tears into our creation. And every time you try to lowball us on a price or don't show up or don't support or don't, you know, big us up, that shit hurts. And I'm sorry that I had to start the podcast cast off like that because it shouldn't be like that. But I just felt like I needed to get that shit off my chest because it just doesn't make any sense. And I just feel like, like I said in the beginning, you would show up on time to the view. Even if that shit was in California, I'm in your city and you don't support me. How does that make the city look? You know why Atlanta is the black Hollywood? Because they support each other. Why is it that we can't get together? And this ain't even on no black shit. This just on some Dallas, Texas shit. Why we can't all pull each other up? Why we can't be the new Dalana? I'm just saying. Um, and I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, your, your views is low or your views is this because you ain't doing trendy topics. You ain't doing it. Bitch, fuck a trendy topic. Celebrities don't do shit for us because you know where celebrities are? In Hollywood. And you know where we are? Still in the hood. Let me say that again. They in Hollywood, we in the hood. They don't care. They give a little bit bit of money to charity, and then they leave. They leave the hood. They're, they're, They're fine getting away from us. I don't do trending topics as I'm about to do three trending topics after this rant, <laughs> but I don't do trending topics because that doesn't educate us any. My platform is about black issues. Well, let me stop saying black issues because I'm definitely for the people, whether you white, black, Korean, Chinese, Asian, who were, wh- whatever race or ethnicity or nationality you are. I'm for you. If you're a good Hearted person. If you're doing what's right in your heart and right by the people, I'm for you. So, us as people, I'm here to educate us with the people that I bring onto my platform. You want to know about nails? Go look at my interview about Honey Dip Nails. You want to know about um, occult teachings, which occult isn't a bad term. It's not like some evil, dark shit. It just means a different learning method. If you want to learn about occult teachings? Go check out my interview with Taurus Williams. You want to learn about um, real estate? Go watch my interview with Quaylen Crowder and another real estate um, guy that I interviewed. You want to know about witchcraft? Go watch my um, interview, my, my second interview. You want to know about trans culture? Go watch my interview with Mo Henderson. Like, I'm, I'm here to educate us so that we can move forward. So, no, I do not. And I will not be doing trending topics unless you just see me. If you see me on the thumbnail, yeah, it's probably going to be my views about some trending topics. But for the most part, I'm here to educate us. I, I, I'm i here to be educated. That's why I started this podcast. I wanted to know more. I love learning. I love knowing about different things that I don't know about. I'm a stud. I don't get my nails done. Why the fuck would I want to know about nails? But you know what? Somebody else might uh, out there might want to know about nails. And guess what? I learned a lot of stuff about nails when she was here that day. And I don't even get my nails done. Information is never wasted. It's only used. Even if you don't indulge in it, you can help somebody else. And that's what my platform is about. Um, and secondly, why would I want to chase clout? And I know that that's the new wave of everything nowadays, chasing clout, interviewing people that's popping. I get that. I understand that. But what y'all don't understand is that when you interview those high volume, top-tier, A-list, B-lister rappers, actresses, politicians, there's certain things that you can't ask them and you can't say. And They make you sign a contract. So if you go outside this contract, now you owe them money. All for an interview? Let me tell you something. I don't charge anybody. I I haven't charged now guests to come on my show. Why? Because this is about bettering the people, educating the people. It's not about no money. And that's what people have to understand is that sometimes you got to put money to the side especially when you're trying to do something for a bigger purpose. I'm here to uplift Dallas. I want Dallas to be the new black Hollywood, like Atlanta is. You know, but a lot of people don't even ride your wave unless you interviewing somebody like Drake or Gunna or, you know, Lil Baby or some shit like that. You know, I love rappers, don't get me wrong, but we have enough rappers. I love actresses and actors, but we have enough of those. When are we going to start getting into the things that benefit us as a people, as the normal Joe Schmo? Because everybody's not going to be an actor, everybody's not going to be a basketball player, and everybody's not going to be a rapper. So when those dreams fall flat, what are you going to do to support yourself? Some of these people that have been on my platform probably can help you. You know? You know? Just saying. But, you know, um, I'm going to go ahead and end that on that note because I feel like it's getting ranty. But, you know, the bottom line is, no, this is not a platform for gossip. This is not a platform for um, trending topics. This is not a platform for mess. This is a platform for intelligent people that want to further their education in something that they do not know. And if you're not down with that, I wish you well and you can unsubscribe. I hope that you don't because I'm just getting started. And I might have a Drake on her. I might have a young gun on her. I might have a little baby on her. But till then, let's give some of these people that's actually just a regular person trying to make it and they don't got no contract for me to sign, so I can ask them anything. I can ask them the hard question. I can ask them how they felt about that, and I can ask them how this industry is and how it was to go to school and do this and do that. I can ask them that because they ain't going to give me a contract before I even ask them a question. Let's take advantage of that knowledge right there, you know? But I know I've ran it too long. Ranty Crowder But let's go ahead and get off into um, (laughs) some trending topics. (laughs) I'm sorry, you guys. Um, It's just me by myself. So got to go through some trending topics. Just my take on everything that didn't happen this week. You know, I'm here on a Friday, overly dedicated to you motherfuckers. Um, Here we go. The Carhartt situation. I know that all of you, no, I don't expect all of you to know him. He's a neuroscientist at Columbia University. He openly and publicly on, and this isn't his first time saying, if you're a fan of Joe Rogan, you've known him to advocate for um, recreational drug use. And one of his drugs of choice is heroin. Now, um, I didn't get the quote. But I'm going to paraphrase it. And the paraphrase is that he thinks that all drugs should be for recreational use and that drugs are for grown-ups and we should be able to do drugs. He actually has a book. Um, I'm not sure what that book is. But um, it's something along the lines of drug use for grown-ups, I think. I think she's fact-checking it over there. Um, But until she do... The paraphrased quote was drug use for grown-ups. Grown okay, that's the book if you want to go out and go read that. Um, Carl Hart, Drug Use for Grown-Ups. Um, he went along the lines of saying, there's nothing more than I enjoy at the end of a hard day than a couple of lines of heroin and sitting by my fireplace. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. Because... If you know me, know me, you know that I'm an ex-addict. I used to do drugs. I used to be on drugs, and I was a functioning addict. So it's very hard for me to, I I understand where he's coming from, but it's hard for me to advocate that all drug use should be recreational. Okay, let's take it here. I'm going to go to the one part of the spectrum now. Okay, so the first part of the strict spectrum is looking at it from an addict's point of view. Me as an ex addict, there is no such thing as being able to function on drugs. <laughs> you can't function on drugs. Anything that alters your state of mind, whether it makes you feel good, bad, relaxed, not relaxed, amped up, whatever you want to call it, you can't do your your job properly or you can't do life. You can do your job properly because (laughs) you take enough Coke and you go into KFC. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that chicken going to be cooking. (laughs) But seriously, on a serious note, I I used to be an addict, and yes, I did. used to do a lot of drugs and go to work and pay my bills, and I never stole anything from anybody, and I never – Robbed or steal or um, put anybody in a bad situation to get what I wanted for drugs, but I can definitely say that my life was out of order doing drugs. Even though I had my life together, it wasn't together. If that makes any sense, it's like it's almost like a um an excuse. Uh, 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 the perfect excuse of what I would call of, no, actually I would call it like gratification. You grant yourself gratification because I can do drugs because I haven't missed a bill. I didn't rob from anybody. I didn't kill anybody. My life is still going the way that it was going before I got on drugs. But guess what? You still on drugs. If you can do all of that stuff off of drugs, why would, you need to do, why would you need to do those things on drugs? You know, why don't you just live your life sober? And I'm not just some uppity, you know, prude that's like, everybody should be sober. No, that's not me. Everybody should do what they want. But I'm not going to sit up here and act like drugs don't hurt people. Drugs hurt my mom. When I went to prison for doing drugs, at that time I was an alcoholic. Because guess what? I told you I don't rob and I don't steal and I don't do nothing to put nobody in no jeopardy to harm them to get my drugs. So what did I turn into? I turned into an alcohol. Alcohol is cheap, $2 for a Bud Light, 9 o'clock in the morning, up there at 8.45 before they even open, you know? So I was an alcoholic then, and that hurt my mom to see me locked up. That hurt my little sister to see me locked up. I hurt myself. I missed that on, even though it was just 18 months, I missed that on so much. You're talking to a person that, one, does not celebrate holidays, and, two, do not even care for them. But those 18 months that I was locked up, I fucking cared about holidays, bro. I cared. I wanted to figure, I wanted to see what my mom was doing. I wanted to see how, how, When was my niece Wolf born and what's her name and how she looks? And I couldn't see any of that. Why? Because my dumb ass decided to drink some alcohol, go do a snatch and run on a liquor store for more alcohol and get my ass caught. That's what I decided to do. And I just find it very dangerous that it's a Columbia University neuroscience teacher or chairman saying that, yeah, I do drugs recreational. What are you putting out there in the universe and to those kids that go to that school? What are you putting out to adults? You're a neuroscientist doing this. You know? That's like, I don't have a parable for this, but I just know that it's very dangerous to advocate for something to be recreational, something such as heroin, which has addictive properties in it. To keep you hooked, you you get sick when you don't take it. If that doesn't tell you that you shouldn't be taking it, I don't know what else to tell you. At least with weed, you smoke it, you get high, you get hungry, you go to sleep. With heroin, you scratching your neck, all out there selling your ass. <laughs> nah, you probably ain't selling your ass, but you definitely robbing somebody. Somebody robbed me for heroin. I was sitting up there trying to get some ice. They was sitting up there trying to get some heroin. Robbed my ass. Shit! Damn heroin addicts, car hearts. That's what. That's why I'm gonna start calling heroin addicts car hearts. Car hearts. I just. I don't know where you was going with it, and I see. Actually, I do understand where you was going with it. I just don't think that it's a. Without content, of you explaining it in its entirety, I don't think that it's a good quote to go off of. I don't think that it's a good notion to encourage people or to publicly say that you do heroin recreationally by your fireplace after a long day. (laughs) I'm just sorry. But then we got the other spectrum of it. As an addict, a drug is a drug is a drug. And nobody ever says anything when You know, the fly girls get off from the call center, and they like, girl, I'm about to go smoke me a blunt. We never say that. We actually encourage it, and actually, we join in. We say, want a match? Because we already got it in the car, you know? And nobody says that to the corporate owner when he has a glass of cognac at his desk as he's going through the numbers. At work. This at work. He didn't, he didn't, he ain't clocked out yet. He didn't go to no bar. He got in the little fancy glass thing. What is that shit called? A Voss. A Voss. My white girlfriend taught me how to say that. Voss. Uh, my black ass talking about vase. <laughs> but he got in the fancy glass shit, you know, pouring it up. You know, cognac, the high grade, not the shit you sell in the stove. This came from um France you know, over there, where they say cognac. They don't even pronounce the N. But you got that dude in corporate pouring his stuff up a glass as he's working on accounts, as he's firing people, as he's telling people how to move the money. We don't think nothing of that. So it's like where is the middle of these two lanes of not encouraging people and normalizing it, but not demonizing it either. Because if you're gonna accept one, which I know two of them is actually three of them is acceptable, actually four of them is acceptable. You got weed, you got alcohol, you got sugar, and you got cigarettes, nicotine, and all four of those are, are acceptable in society. We never look at the dude that's drinking more than one cup of coffee a day. We never look at the chain smoker. We never look at the person that's you know binge drinking. We never look at the person that's smoking a blunt or two on break. You know, we don't look at those people like that because society has demonized all drugs in its entirety. And the only ones that crept underneath the rug was the only ones that was legal or wasn't as harmful. And that's crazy because (laughs) alcohol kills three, four, five times as many as those other do and it's legal and you can get it on Saturday. You can get it Monday through Saturday here in Texas and Louisiana. You can get it all day. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out what is the middle of that. You know, if you do figure out what is the middle of that comment below, let me know your thoughts, you know, because honestly, I don't know. I don't know how we as Americans get to the middle of not demonizing something, but not, you know, throwing it away altogether. If you know the history behind weed, you'll know, like, yeah, we shouldn't be getting rid of all drugs. If everything was at its purest, I think that it could work. I think in those um countries, I think it was London, where they have, um, Pop-up shops, not pop-up shops, that's a t-shirt thing. But it's kind of like a pop-up shop. Like, they give you clean syringes, they give you clean, um, clean, like, heroin to make sure that it's not cut because, you know, a couple of years ago they started cutting that shit with fentanyl, and a lot of people died. So they was like, okay, we're never gonna get rid of drugs, so why don't we give them the cleanest drugs? And a lot of people, um turned their nose up to that but guess what Uh, people wasn't dying so it's like mm, I don't know where I stand with that ultimately I stand on the side of doing drugs but doing it in your own personal space don't encourage people just because I date girls and I'm gay I'm not going to encourage my nieces and nephews to do it I'm going to make I'm going to let them make their own decisions about it just like you should make let People make their own decisions about doing drugs, recreational or not. Yes, I think that drugs should be legal. Some drugs. But I don't think that they should be advocated. You know, it's always like a polar opposite of this country. You either got just say no or you got I do heroin by the fireplace. I don't know where America's headed to. (laughs) America's a wild fucking place, bro. Like, no wonder everybody wants to come here. We're fucking animals. <laughs> and our boy Bobby Schmurder, Schmurder. <laughs> My girl was getting on me about not pronouncing the sh in Schmurder. <laughs> he came home um about what? 2 days ago, 3 days ago? Yesterday? 4? Well, anyways, he came home and um shout out to Bobby, you know? He's loyal as fuck, because I would have snitched. I would have snitched for those two years ahead of, of time. But, um, you know, he's loyal as hell. He decided to take the rap for, I think, a year or so, a year or 18 months more for his homeboy to get out, Rilo or Riley or I don't know. Man, I'm old. You ca- I don't keep up with this rap shit. But I kept up with this rap shit because I found it for one very interesting how we reacted when takashi 69 got out of jail and when Bobby Schmurder and Kodak got out of jail. Um, I find it interesting because of the culture of the no snitch. <laughs> we have this culture of no snitch and if you snitch then fuck out of here you're canceled you know and I just one want to know where did that Theory of no snitching came from. I know that um everybody has pretty much broken it down to if you're in the streets and you're doing that street shit, then take your licks and you know be a man. But if you're an innocent bystander, then you can snitch. And we all see six nine. That nigga's not street. I mean, he wears rainbow hair. I, you can't get any more pussy than that, you know? So he definitely probably wasn't wrapped up into that. If anything, he was with those guys for street cred, clout. I'm running with a real game. That was a real game that he was running with. It wasn't no make-believe shit. You know, yeah, you make-believe the the gains in your school. Like this SOB, we the son of a bitches crowd. You know, like that shit that you make up in high school and shit and you roam with your your girls or your niggas. Like, it wasn't that shit. Like, they was really doing shit, bro. So I don't know with that. I I, I mean, I've seen some of the, the, the paperwork in behind it. And a couple of people, me personally, I'm not watching the documentary. I just feel like doing documentaries early on in rapper's career is like boo-boo. Like they haven't even went through enough to even document it. You know, they haven't even died. <laughs> you know? They're literally telling their whole life already on Instagram. Why the fuck would I want to go see it on Netflix or fucking Hulu? But anyways, um, I seen it a very different correlation of when Six Nine got out and when Bobby Schmurder and Kodak Black got out. Kodak Black and Bobby Schmurder and Rilo O'Reilly or whatever his name was, um, they got rewarded as to 6 9 got, you know, kind of bad. He got called a rat and all that, and he very is a rat. You know, he told, he he snitched, you know, and I'm not, I'm not in that street shit. You know, I didn't go to sh- jail for street shit. I went to jail for being an addict, so I don't know what that lifestyle is like. But I will say that this culture, rap culture, have a very bad habit of rewarding, bad behavior. I mean, I'm not taking away from anything of the homecoming of those two gentlemen because they, everybody deserves to see the light of day. Everybody deserves to see their family. Nobody deserves to be locked up in a cage like an animal, not even the animals. But it's the thing with rap culture that we reward bad behavior. We love to see niggas go in the pen. Not actually we love to see it, we grieve when they go into the pen and then when they get out we shower them with gifts but my whole thing is where was the ogs where was the gds where where was these upstanding guys that are gifting him and showering him with all of this love and favor at when he went to prison what happened before that happened before the prison happened before They got locked up. I just don't understand why no one's stepping in. And before anybody say, well, you know, they could have been there before you stepped in. No, they couldn't have because it wouldn't have happened if they was already there. There's no way that my little sister is going to do some fucked up shit and I'm talking to her daily every day. She might, but that means that my influence is weak on her. So what happened between... Them showering him with gifts when he got out, but nowhere to be found when he's doing all this fuck shit. And yeah, the Bobby Schmurder thing happened way before he even got famous, but the Kodak Black thing happened while he was famous. Why wasn't it anyone there to help that young man? I know Master P was helping him, but we know how it is when younger, excuse me, younger culture. Um. It, it clashes with older culture because younger people feel like older people don't know how to feel. Well, nothing is new under the sun. You probably should listen to them. They know a thing or two about this thing called life, <laughs> you know, but it's like, I just want these men that are in the same age range. Like if you 27 and you see young bro wowing out at 22, go, go check on the nigga. You got a private jet. It ain't going to take you number five hours to get there anyway. Go check on that man. Go see what he's doing. Go see how he's feeling. Go see what he's thinking. Why are you doing this? Why are you carrying guns? Why are you carrying crack? Why are you still in the street with a million-dollar deal on the table? Why? You know how many niggas in the hood would kill to even have half of that deal? And you're blowing it away because you think that the street cred life is the thing. Fuck street cred when I got a $100 million deal on the table. And that's just how I feel about it. That's honestly why I didn't care that 6ix9ine snitched. I would have too. He was looking at 60 years in jail or some crazy astronomical number of like, he's a kid, first off. And second, he didn't, he, he's thinking about his life after this. 60 years in jail and he's looking at federal charges. I don't know if anybody knows anything about jail, but federal is day for day. There's no good time. You know, I got out on good time and even with good time, I got out one month before. (laughs) So it's like, I'm not advocating snitching, especially if you're doing that street shit, but I'm saying I can't fall to me either for snitching, you know? And, For the people that don't snitch, I really uphold them because that means that you have the strongest bun with your niggas and I hope that your niggas took care of you. Obviously they did because you got flown on a PJ and you got money and, you know, you got record deals and people are trying to collab with you. But just know that you don't have to do those things to fit in or to – Establish your street cred. If you going to prison isn't street cred enough, fuck out of here. Meek Millet. Run away and say, you niggas are trying to lock me up. You niggas are stunned. Like, do that. I don't care. I'd rather be a punk and free than a gangster and in jail. And that's straight up facts, yo. But, um, yeah, shout out to that man. Y'all look out for those little OGs and be the big OGs that y'all need to be for these young men and young women. You know, Cardi B, if you see some some girls out here wowing, doing some crazy shit. What was that one girl from the, um not ghetto girls, i <laughs> fucked up. Uh, yeah. City girls. Yeah, JT, didn't you go to jail? Who was there? What happened? Why wasn't anybody there to say, hey, yo, you wowing, chill out? Why is you wow chill out such a bad thing to say to someone that's actually wowing and need to chill out? <laughs> I, I, I know I get it. It's, it's, you need that clout to be in the public eye all the time, but you know what? That public clout, that street cred, that street currency don't pay you out of jail. You're in there. Once you're in there, you're in there. Your celebrity status needs nothing when you're all wearing orange. Or green and gray if you're in looserics. <laughs> but um yeah, shout out to them. Um, let's stop rewarding bad behavior. I'm not saying let's not get them on their feet, but let's stop it before we have to get them back on their feet. You know? um, What else we got here? Oh, shit. Now, I don't really, really do this, but. It is something that occurred online last week, or actually yesterday. I'm filming this Friday. Y'all will see this Tuesday. Something happened yesterday. I had a conversation with, I thought, one of my, like, okay Facebook friends. You know you got your friends in in real life. Then you got your kind of, like, so-called friends. And then you got your Facebook friends that's, like, cooler than your real friends or your other friends or whatever. And it was just a... I felt like an intellectual discourse. You know, we building, you saying some shit, I'm saying some shit. We ain't arguing back and forth. We just building, you know, on a topic, you know, and it he ended up blocking me, long story short. <laughs> he blocked me. And that shit, it didn't hurt my feelings because I don't never give energy to this internet shit. It's the internet, bro. You know, I don't know you from a can of paint, you know? So I don't, I don't really care, but I just – I'm about to make a point out of this. So I'm going to read y'all the the text message and the discourse that happened on this post that happened yesterday. From the top to the bottom, I wish I could even – see. I wish I could, you know, put it on camera for y'all to see, but I'm going to, you know, and maybe I'll do that in the editing once I do it, and I'll take his name out because I'm not that person. I'm not some – clout chasing messy gossip channel, but I'm about to get ready to say this so that I can um I can say a point, you know, about how the black community deals with each other. Okay. So the person, not the person, but the status that was said was um I start talking to people about investing because I've realized that a lot of people don't want to be free. They just want to be comfortable. So, me, he's, I mean, I'm used to building with this brother right here. He ain't no nigga. He ain't no um damn badass nigga. Like, I really build with this dude. Can you turn that off real quick? Thanks. I really build with this brother. You know, I, it's been time and time that he'll post something and I'll get underneath the comment. I'll post something, he'll get underneath it, comment. I'll share my, um, He'll share my my podcast interviews and stuff. You know, like just real internet type shit. And so y'all heard that post. And so I got back on there and I said, you can be free and comfortable. He quoted, I don't, that doesn't exist. Maybe in make-believe land. And so I said, why is money equal to free? There's people that's billionaires and are still a slave, just to name a few, politicians, rappers, and athletes. Are they wealthy and free? He said, you asking questions that truly have no relevance to the topic at hand. Freedom ain't free, period. So what type of free or free, quote unquote, are you talking about? I I probably should have started there. Are you talking about financial freedom? Are you talking about freedom from oppression? Are you talking about freedom to travel? Trying to figure it out. He said, you're funny. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Yeah, that's what people say. That's, this is me. Yeah, that's what people say. But in this instance, I'm dead ass because I'm really trying to figure out how you can't be comfortable and free. The strug emoji. This is him. I'm not here to hold people's hand down the yellow brick road. That is something you need to answer for yourself. Do I need the answer? Absolutely, but people are a waste of my valuable time. This is me. Not all people actually took some advice. Not all people. I actually took some advice from the video that you sent me a while back. Dang. He said, and, and I put a laughing emoji just to lighten up the mood to let him know that, hey, I'm asking a serious question here with you, brother. I'm trying to bill. He said, that's good. Hope you decided to move on that advice. I said, I did. He said, that is good for you. A beer and cool eye guy emoji. Thanks for giving it. And he said, I gave you nothing. I only introduced you understand that is only one piece to the puzzle good luck I said yes it is but I got a couple of people working with me to make sure I make the right moves every little bit helps but seriously don't give up don't give don't stop giving information bro even if you just reach one person out of 10 that wants to be quote-unquote free instead of comfortable then you have a good thing And then he said, no, people are a waste of time. Prime example, what you just said. Instead of building together, you took the info and ran. True definition of snake. I'm done. Have a nice day. A thousand laughing emojis with the head kicked back. (sighs) I don't understand what happened in that discourse, especially because not only did I take information from him, but... I learned from it, you know he was giving me some investment, some stock investment um information, and I took it, and I'm glad I took it because Bitcoin fucking plummeted that day, and I would have lost a lot of fucking money. but it just shows that like how dismissive we are about the black community, like why are we so dismissive of ourselves because when I see another black sister. Whether she's straight, whether she light skin, whether she got good hair, bad hair, whatever type of hair, whether she homeless, whether she whatever, I see me in her, so I would know I wouldn't give up on myself. So why would I give up, give up on her? I just think that people gotta learn to meet people where they're at. You're not gonna everybody's not gonna be at your level. You know, some people are just now starting out on this financial freedom tip, on this freedom of oppression tip. Some black people didn't even know oppression still existed because they live in the suburbs where all of their friends gravitate towards them because they're black, and they think that's what gang life is about, or that's what being black is. Some people don't even know what it feels like to travel. Me, I, I've i traveled to a handful of places, and they was all when I was young, so I don't even really know what that is, honestly, you know, to travel without a passport. You know, if I want to go to Europe or some, something like that, or Africa, I got to have a passport. Why? You know, we don't, we, uh, everybody is figuring this out on our own. We're all waking up to the lies together, but we're all waking up at different times. Look, on a Saturday, my girl wakes up at 7.57. You know, when I wake up, at 10. We didn't wake up at the same time, but we still woke up. And that's how this is. This is how this journey is with giving and receiving information. It's like, I don't understand why we just can't understand that everybody's not going to be on our level at our same time. We have to start helping each other out more. I just feel like As a community, let's just take the race out of it. As a community, we see what the governments are doing to us. We see where it's going. We're going to need each other. And just to go back to the other point, or where I started from, we got to meet each other where we at. Okay, just imagine if we all in math class right now, and we doing timetables, and... I just can't, for the love of God of it, get eight times eight. But everybody else in the classroom got eight times eight. How crazy would it be that the teacher just say, you know what? You can't get eight times eight. Get out. I'm through wasting my time with you. No, they're going to take you aside and try to figure out why is it that you're not giving getting eight times eight. What is another formula that I can give you to get eight times eight? You know, And that's how you have to be with people. You have to start trying to figure out if you don't get it like this and you don't understand it in this way, let me try it another way. Okay, you don't get it that way? Let me try it this way. We got to stop throwing away our black people. We got to stop throwing away our people, period. Because the more of, of us that are in the know of how to get around these loopholes, these laws, and this oppression of, all of it and get to that quote unquote freedom that whatever he was talking about, because till this day, I still don't know what he's talking about and he called me a snake and blocked me and didn't even give me a chance to defend myself. And now that I wanted to, because if you feel like that I'm a snake, then maybe I shouldn't be talking to you because I never want to talk to someone or be around someone that think that I'm a schemy, um, unloyal individual. I mean, you can't tell a lot about me from these podcasts, but one, But I, I said in the beginning, I'm not selfish. I do this for the people. I do this for education. So I just think that it's crazy that we as a community just throw away people when they're not on our level and just throw away people when we don't even agree. Like, people really unfriended people when it came to politics last year because of Trump. Like, that's how low of a communication skill that we have with people now. And I blame it on the internet, honestly. Because I can almost guarantee you that he was probably in a bad mood because of whoever he was dealing with before he made that post, and he took it out on me. Which is fine. It's fine. But it's like, why couldn't you just meet that brother where he was? Just try and do whatever you need to do. And then I got one more point. We have to figure out why it is that we want to throw away the people that isn't on the level that we at. Y'all know the term, "more, the more the merrier? That's in real life. The more the merrier like the more people you have on your team the better chance that you have of succeeding i've never seen anybody build a house by themselves you know who i do um see outside building out myself no not mexicans that's racist people a lot of people building houses a lot of people build and it's and it's not just Everybody doing one thing. It's this guy over there doing the roof. It's this guy over there doing the foundation. It's this guy on the build on the bulldozer. If they're not where you're at, they're valuable to you to some extent. Even if they at the lower level, even if they at the entry level of understanding how this world works or money or whatever fucking freedom that he thought he was talking about, I don't know. To this day, he blocked me, which is really shitty. But I'm going to end on this note because it's getting past time and y'all already know your girl got a meeting and more episodes to do with guests. I just want to leave on this note is that stop throwing away people that ain't on your level or what you feel is not on your level, Stop throwing away people that is trying to get a general understanding of where you at, quote unquote, building with you. Stop rewarding bad behavior. Drugs is not fucking recreational in public. <laughs> and y'all just have a good time and party. That was a bad ending. Y'all just peace, love, and light. Uh, I don't even know what to end it. That is episode 35. We at 35, right? Yep, that's episode 35. We out. Follow me on all pla- all streaming platforms, and now we're crowded, So that's Google Play. That's your anchor. That's your Apple um Cast. Apple podcast that is pretty much all of those um streaming platforms this is way too many to fucking name if you got it on your phone click in and out with Crowder go ahead and follow me on all social media platforms which is Twitter Crowder the Great and an hour with Crowder for um Facebook and Instagram I got a little TikTok, but it's under construction y'all. So, I ain't going to give y'all that link, but when it gets under when it gets out of construction, I'm definitely going to link that in the description. All of that other stuff that I said, like my streaming platform and my social media links will be in my description. And we out.